Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. How Do you know how efficient Scrum is in ICT companies, telecommunication tech? There are definitely case studies on the scrum.org website that involve telecom, right? And I love this question. I brought it up for us to look at real quick because look, telecom, medical device, hospitals, police forces, HR departments, financial organizations, Todd, we've worked in retail, we've worked in weapons development, all, all sorts of different problems. When there's complexity, Scrum can be of value. Now, is it going to look the same in every organization? No. Telecommunications and finance and, and other types of companies are regulated. So there are things that need to happen in the definition of done, for example, or some processes that need to be rethought. But the idea is the same, I think, across companies working in complex domains and doing complex product development. Scrum can help you uncover better ways of doing that. And so as a framework, there's a lot of room for your industry's specific things and needs. But if they, if it's a complex problem for our money, Todd and I are always going to invest in a process that brings empirical process control to the forefront. And right now, Scrum is the best method to do that. Yeah, from both a product and a process perspective. And I think you're, Ryan, you always center me around highly regulated environments where shipping isn't always like the easiest, right? So I know you have a lot of experience in, in that realm. That doesn't necessarily mean that we can't bring transparency to what we're building and leverage sprint reviews and then improve our process by leveraging retrospectives. So although we can't validate as frequently as we would like, we can leverage Scrum for all those things so that we can do the best we can to build the right thing, right? Yeah. Let me give an example of that. Regulated environments, especially. I distinctly remember a meeting I was in and I'm a scrum master trying to help a team get a little wiggle room and being able to ship without so many heavy regulations on it. Now, now, first and foremost, I'm a rule follower, right? So I'm never the person saying skip the step or work around the process. I'm a rule follower. But sitting in a meeting, I had looked at a certain practice we were doing to validate work and it was very labor intensive. It took a long time to do. And I couldn't find the ruler regulation that the work was tied to, right? And sitting in a meeting with legal compliance, HR was in there for other reasons. And the leadership team, I said, look, 
this process costs this much money. It's taking this much time. It delays delivery to a customer by this much. And by the way, I can't find the regulations it's tied to. And so can someone help me actually understand why we're doing this? And as it turns out, we were doing it because that's the way it was always done. Legal and compliance could not actually justify the validation type of work we were doing in this one instance. We dropped it. Were people a little mad at me for pointing out the fact that we were being required to do something that was unnecessary? Yes. And as a scrum master, I'm allowed to take flesh wounds, just not kill shots. You want to keep your job, but you also want to push boundaries. As Ken Schwaber would always say, a dead scrum master is a useless scrum master. I agree with that. But in this case, we pushed a little bit and we got some breathing room for the team. We had a very big burden lifted. And the only thing I did there was bring visibility to it. We're doing this. There's a cost to it. It delays other work and we can't tie it to a rule. And if they can find the rule, great. And then we try to shorten that process. But I think there's a lot of things in these organizations that we're doing because that's what we've always done. And I think there's a lot of opportunity for a scrum master to be a great partner in, in looking at bringing, sh shedding some light on, on what we're actually doing. Cool. All right. Great question, Alan. Thanks for being here. We appreciate it. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening and Scrum on.